Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war is a war welcome to episode 6 of the art of word podcast i'm kefer efe we have co-host daryl ebanks yes sir and miss chanel hassel and oh, okay. today <laughs> today we got a guest he is a photographer and film maker extraordinaire my actual blood brother tremaine hamilton welcome tremaine greetings greetings thank you for having me Love, yeah. Love yeah, big things. I let, let me tell you guys. Oh. I have five brothers, and when I tell you the talent, it's like it. It's in the DNA, man. It's in the DNA. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Everyone mad with the lens. That's, I guess yeah. I'm a part of that. <laughs> Say that again, Daryl. Did I guess I'm a part of that? <laughs> of course, of course, you are a number of the five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys are both my blood brothers, guys. Yeah. Um. So, Tremaine. Yo. We're gonna start off. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know. Uh well, you know, um I like long walks on the beach. Um <laughs> you know, <laughs> pina coladas and them things there. Um in the rain. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> in my spare time I enjoy scrabble. Um <laughs> badminton. And you know, <laughs> and I'm an avid yo-yoer. Um, uh, avid yodeler. Yo-yoer. Yo-yoer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You got you got yo-yo competition, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they call them? A yo-yoer? It doesn't sound right. Uh, it don't sound oh. right. I, I have no idea. A yo-yoist. That's what it is. <laughs> a, 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 a yo a yo yo-tician. <laughs> um, yo-yo-tician. And then from time to time, I um I play with cameras and do other stuff. To you know, I just dabble in things that are creative. How did you get into cameras? Um, honestly, PP Cluck Cluck, my um, my brother Corey. Um, when I when he was in high school, he got a camera. It was a film camera. It was like a Pentax. I think I was in the fifth grade at the time, and I wanted a camera too. I got like this little um, damn, I can't remember the name of the camera. It was like a little point and shoot, like film camera, and then that was like it. But I had always been into cameras even before then. I remember um, my mom used to have cameras, and I used to just like the the flash. I thought 
the flash was amazing from like as a baby, you know? So, um, and just the, the concept of picture taking had always been, you know, pretty dope to me from, from I could wrap my mind around it. But yeah, that, I think what really brought me to cameras was just honestly, when my, when my brother started doing photography and I saw like the amazingness that he was doing, um, yeah, it just made me want to do it. Which ironically, me doing photography made him start doing photography again because um, he had stopped for quite some time doing graphic design for like years. And now he's back behind the camera and it's like, it's really, really dope. He has some, he has some like amazing overhead shots, man. Yeah, like all like, his perspective, his colors, all of it is just wild. Yeah, like the color is so rich and dense. Amazing. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. I'm so proud of you guys. You don't even know. <laughs> word, word, word. <laughs> I'm so okay, proud of y'all. Y'all just thank you, thank you. came and grabbed it. Like, so like what was like um the defining moment when you're like you figured, you know, yes, photography is it. You know what I mean? Like you knew that was the thing. Um, well, I mean, to be quite frank, like photography is really just like the, in this stage of life, it's really just a side hustle right now. Um, but I tell you what, when I started, like when I committed to the photography thing, it was really more of like a, it was more of like a status or image thing for me at the time, you know, cause like I was, on, I was in college and, you know, it was just like, I don't know, like people recognized me as the guy with the camera, you know, so I just kept toting the camera and I really wasn't that good at the time, you know, but not many people had cameras at the time. So people figured that, you know, if you had a camera, then you could take pictures. So it got me a lot of opportunities and I was appreciative of the opportunities that it got me, even, you know, just like exposure wise and even, you know, to be honest, I, it, my initial interest was for girls, you know, it's like, the, you know, the girls wanted to do a photo shoot. So, um, it's always where it starts at first. That, yeah, you know, I was like, that That was my thing. That was my angle, you know. I, um, and, you know, I worked it for quite some time. But um, I don't know, it's like, yeah, I, I think that's when I just, like, actually started, like, really, like, considering myself a photographer, even before I got, like, technically sound like you know I, I look back at some of those images and they're like absolute trash and they were filmed too you know so it was like I was just wasting a lot of money but um yeah well you had to you know you had to push through and try you know what I'm saying yeah nothing for you to try uh try but a failure you know what I'm saying right so. right yeah you know and it was like the thing is like you know I, I was getting these opportunities um you know, and I wasn't necessarily like satisfied with the quality of the, the content that I was delivering. So that kind of pushed me to like, to be, to get better. You know, I would, um, I was very afraid of even just like editing at first, you know, it was, it was like an overwhelming concept, just breaking into Lightroom or Photoshop and all of that. So a lot of that kept me away from, um, from photography. And that's kind of like what made me stumble into like um, into the television world um, was because I was kind of running from photography. Um, and then the television thing just 
brought me back full circle again. And yeah, you know, it, it came, it comes in patterns and cycles, you know. Sometimes I hate photography, sometimes I love it, you know, but. <laughs> was there a certain image you took or moment that you had that you realized like okay like this this is it right here like I Man, could this yeah I, oh, so I used to have like this as a matter of fact I still have a camera it's like a little Kodak Insta, Insta camera like from like when was this this was like probably like 2004 2005 and I had that camera and I I went to Jamaica with my brother and it was like the first time in a long time that I had gone to Jamaica. And I just went like picture crazy, man, on that little camera. And I got like some really like beautiful shots. And the thing about those cameras is like it boosts the saturation in the image. Like when you look at those images, it's just like really rich and vivid. And, you know, in, in Jamaica, so it's just like, that's even more just, you know, lush imagery. Um, and yeah, I was just like really like, impressed with myself with those pictures and the crazy thing is like I ended up lo losing that SD card like the day after I got back to um, the States but it was like that was the moment when I was like yeah I can you know I can make dope stuff you know um, because before that I don't know if I really just took it um, seriously you know, but when I, when I saw that and I managed to impress myself, you know, so I kind of like clung to it. So, um, you had mentioned, um, going into TV, like production and stuff like that. Um, what, if any challenges did you face breaking into that corner of the, um, industry? You know, that wasn't a, um, an intentional thing breaking into the industry. It was just like, it was literally a buck up something, right? Um, so I was working at Bank of America for years with dad. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, you know, like I ended up getting fired from the job, yo. And um I was just like sitting home doing nothing and one day a sister and a man called me and she was like yo I'm working on this set and I need a graphic designer and you know like I dabble in photoshop you know um so I was like yeah I can you know I could probably do something so I went you know loaded up my little laptop my little HP and went down to the set thinking like I was going to design a logo or you know a playbill something I don't know and I got there and um help like build a set you know and didn't do any kind of graphic design but I was building the set and um the the prop master he was very impressed with like my uh aptitude or you know like I was you know I know my way around tools um so he you know he asked me to come on to like several different projects following that and that kind of like got my foot in the door in the industry and because I had been interested in photography forever and understood cameras and all of that, I just naturally gravitated to the camera department. So, you know, I just started asking questions and that eventually led to opportunities working in the camera department. And here we are 15 years later. <clears throat> so Tremaine, good night. I have a question for you. Um, you talked about um, 
photography now being sort of a side hustle for you um, now, but when you were really navigating and, and doing uh, into phot uh, photography, um, just putting yourself out there brought you gigs or was it just about, you know, just making the right connections with people or did you just find that it's just magnetism? Cause you just, it doesn't, it sound like you were doing something that you were interested in, but you were like just on a path of just being, it was just kind of happening for you and yeah. Okay. That's exactly how it went. Things just started happening. Like I'm not, um, I'm a horrible business person. So like marketing myself and all of them things are not my strong point. I'm low key shy and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, probably oh, like um, that and kind of like humble to a fault in a way. Like I don't like, like to boast myself sometimes. Um, and I, I, I don't know, like I, I find the most inopportune moments for those characteristics to really um, kick up for me. But like, yeah, I never really put myself out there. Um, it's just, being in the right place at the right time. I mean, it's just been extremely like, it's like kismet, like, you know, everything is serendipity. Like, um, I think, you know, I, I definitely can say it's like manifestation because um, even though like, I didn't know exactly how I was gonna go about like pursuing these things, like I knew in the back of my mind that these, that was like the direction that I wanted to go in all along. You know, even when I wasn't necessarily aware of like what that direction entailed. I knew that it was like, I wanted to do, I wanted to create, you know, and like the desk job business wasn't for me. Cause I was just like going crazy at Bank of America, but you know, I dropped out of school <laughs> and you know, it was just like, it, that was the best thing that was available to me at that time. Um, you know, and I remember <laughs> my, when I got fired, my dad was, um, he was trying to find me interview, you know, get me interviews at like other banks and all of that. And he called me one day to tell me um, that he had an interview set up for me at like Wachovia. And I was like, yeah, I can't go. I have, um, I'm going to shoot this thing at um, Russell's school. Um, and I don't know, I guess he thought like I was going up there with like my little handy camera or something like that, but I was on an actual show and yo, he blew a fuse. Um, but <laughs> He was, you know, just, you know, what are you doing with your life? Like all of that, you know, <laughs> um, but like, you know, you fast forward now and like, he's like, you know, my biggest supporter, like he's, you know, I always wanted to know what I'm working on, you know, and, but you know, it, um, yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a big lesson yeah. for me, you know, just watching that transition in perspective and just, you know, in understanding that sometimes you just got to do what you want to do, you know, and I'm telling you, I caught that bullet. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but here's I the thing, though, right? You know, what what I what I realized and what I learned is not even just like specific to to dad, but just people in general. You know, um, sometimes they will deter you or try to deter you from things out of love. You know, they can't themselves conceptualize mm -hmm. like how you can achieve such a you know such a magnificent task. You know. And they fear that you might exhaust yourself or hurt yourself or extend yourself or any or things like that, you know, so they kind of like mm -hmm. apply their fears and limit you in that way. But, you know, like when I step back and look at it, it's just like coming from like a, you know, it's cautious, it's caution and, you know, the caution comes from a place of love. And it was just like, you know, it was um, ill-expressed and ill-received at the time, but just like being in where I am now and being able to look back at it, I can understand um 
you know, that where it was coming from. But it, like I said, you know, I it, that gave me like a I got to prove everybody wrong type thing, you know. So I think again, just that along with um with the manifestation, it just kind of like brought me on a path that's just like. I mean, it's been dope. It's been dope. I've had some really great opportunities, you know. And for somebody like me who's, like, self-taught, like, you know, I have, like, no formal training. Um, you know, I don't really even understand the science behind a lot of the shit that I do. But, you know, I just know how to, like, connect it, I guess, so to speak. Um, and it's been a, a really dope career, you know, um, just doing what the hell you want to do, you know. Yeah, um, like, the like, this question kind of, like, piggybacks off of that to you know um did the your you know the environment you grew up in did it like foster creativity you know like did oh, yeah. it was it welcoming oh, yeah. of it you know it, it wasn't disapproving of creativity I don't think like like I know like within the household like my dad didn't think that it was a lucrative like a way to make money you know so he wasn't but he didn't like like he was just like artistry just didn't make sense to him to make money and like, now he gets it um but I think growing up here in Atlanta which is just so rich in culture um or black culture so to speak it's kind of mono, monolithic when you think about it but black culture it's very rich um you know the music the just all the the influences that were here you know mixed in with just like the Jamaican heritage and you know the things that we're exposed to from that uh, and also you know being a foreigner growing up in this country like lends you like an additional perspective and from that perspective like you know I just observe and like soak shit in and then you know um it just it just really I think helped like you know develop like this real creative being inside of me like I like to do all kinds of things you know like and there are things that sometimes I've never really like attempted before but like I dabble in it and I'm like yo I like you know I like this or you know I'm pretty good at it or whatnot but it's just creating is hmm. as um innate as breathing at this point you know and um I definitely can attribute like my immediate environment to like just to, to all of that you know so, so Tremaine, um, in regard to you stating that you're self-taught and, you know, you've developed your craft, you know, as experiences have come, um, what have you mastered? Like, what is your, what, what is your, um, I want to say, yeah, what is your treatment? Like, what would you say? How do you develop ideas? What is your um, ritual or like, yeah, yeah. How do you go about um, creating? Um, it, it really all depends on, on what it is that I'm creating, but there's, you know, just like a general, like, um, order of operations for me where, you know, it's like brainstorming and then, you know, once I kind of like brainstorm and kind of come up with like, you know, what I, what I like to call like anchor points, you know, with, within a concept and then I build around that concept, but that, that order of operation, you know, it applies to whatever I'm doing, whether it's a photo shoot or you know um you know some sort of television or video related something or you know some sort of creative campaign and an instagram post um 
but a lot of times the brainstorming for me happens like when I'm sweeping. Like I have to, you know, like I sweep my my um my living room on my porch, and it's just like the, you know, I roll a spliff, drink some ginger tea, and I sweep. And I don't know, I, it's like it's some like ancestral like Jamaican old man inside of me, but it just like conjures up, and like I don't know, I just get. You know, I don't, I really don't know what it is, but like, that's my zone. That's my thing, you know? Um, so, and, it, you know, I just recently discovered like that was like a, a thing for me, but I've kind of just been leaning on it heavy as of late. Um, and it, it doesn't fail me, man. It doesn't fail me. And, you know, the thing about it, it's, it's funny because when I looked at the questions you're going to ask, like that ritual thing stuck out to me because it is, it recently become ritual. And that's only because like I've been, working on being a, a more organized individual. So like just repetitiously doing things, trying to, you know, um, create habits. Um, mm -hmm. And that is like one of the things that I've created, just like ritual, like, you know, making sure that I can like identify a process that, um, you know, that that helps me just create. You know? Right, a good right, routine. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that yeah. will also help you with your uh business outlook because you said you're yeah did you say you are yeah, horrible yeah. business. Horrible no, business. No, yeah, no. I'm just I am I'm just too, man. I'm super I am unorganized, too. you know. Me too. Um right. so <laughs> it's just you know, but like I said, I'm working on these things, you know, like I'm working on just like actually writing down things and you know, just making lists like simple things I feel can help me be a little bit better about you know like myself you know i'd realize like just how much money i've missed out on of opportunities i've missed out on or just whatever because you know i just i don't think business um like i can think great like money making ideas but just like i'm still i'm not like a business-minded person a thousand percent yeah that's my issue too yeah I think that's a lot of uh, one's issues out there. Um, mm -hmm. Just basically being disciplined. And if you already have that confidence, you know, you have that talent, you just explained how you can see that if you're not on top of things or just not really organized, you can miss out on opportunity. So, right. you know, people do need to hear that you can have all the talent, but, you know, it's just really focusing on um, exactly what you want to bring, you know, bring towards you. So, that was, that's a good tip for people to know at any level where they are is just to be focused and just basically have like set their intentions and know um, what, you know, they're trying to manifest and create out there, especially as creatives, as artists, right. um, you know, like you said, believe in what you're doing, you know, um, sometimes you just got to do what you want to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I really took that to heart because I know a lot of people, you know, make decisions and, and take different directions based on what they think is acceptable and, what people you know expect from them so it's great to hear you know um to have people determination and it's just it's just like it's a breath of fresh air to still hear that people like pushing forward and just encouraging others to have a voice for themselves so i give thanks for that well thank you thank you uh, and you know and also just like pursuing like elevation because like the whole thing for me would would um you know i'm saying trying to become more organized is that like you know i'm continually trying to ascend and I'm always looking for the things that will help me like elevate to the next level you know and it's like, like I said just jotting down a list um 
you know, small things will help continue the elevation, continue the ascension, um, you know, professionally, spiritually, physically, whatever, you know. All right, speak. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's like double no, dutch jumping. That's you. That's you, Daryl. <laughs> All right, guys, double dutch for real. You don't know who's gonna jump in next. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, um, speaking on um, projects that you've done in the past, if someone was new to your work, where would they go to first, or where should they go to first? where they could know uh, exactly who you are as an artist? Um, well, I would say it's probably the two places you'll go first. I would say is IMDB and Instagram. Um, and then, you know, in a few days, once my website's popping up, I just, you know, direct everybody there. But that's me trying to be a better business person because it's like I don't have, like, <laughs> representation for myself on the web. You know, I, I have all these... Um, these products, you know, whether it be prints or apparel, all these things that I'm trying to sell. And I've been like selling them out my DMs on Instagram. It's just like, it's trash, you know? I'm like, I might as well be selling out my, my trunk. I feel attacked. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I feel attacked. I mean, I'm, I'm attacking us, but you know, I'm tr just trying yeah. to be better because like, even that, like it's difficult, you know, like people start bombarding you with DMs. It's difficult to stay on top of the orders and all of that, you know, and I keep, you know, letting people slip through the wayside. So I need a place where, you know, they can just go and buy it themselves. I don't have to facilitate the transactionals right. and, yeah. you know, and if they ask questions, all the questions can aggregate in one place and those type of things, you know, just help me help myself. Um, right. You know. That is, yeah. in, in <laughs> there's some good tips, there's some good tips, like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's good need, for artists that are navigating the world of Instagram, trying to get their products out there. Just yeah, yeah you know, it, it, I know it's, it's hard. It's, it's quite read. interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> thing. I'm a, I'm a photographer and I do film as well. So you're just like speaking straight to my soul right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, but it's like it's. I don't know what it is about like us creatives. It's just like you know when your mind works so so erratically and frantically and the wheels are always spinning in terms of just like the next inspiration, finding the next inspiration, it's difficult to keep a, you know, a mind on just like the, the minutia, the, the nuanced things, you know? So, right. But, you know, you got to, you got to, you have to do that. And, you know, until like I get to a point where like I have a team and all of that, like I got to help myself and, you know, I'd, all of that is indeed possible, but you know, I gotta like, like I said, I gotta, I gotta walk away as a crawl before I can walk. You know, and I, I gotta help myself. You know. Yeah. Well, the first step is, is is knowing that there's something to be worked on. So that that's oh, right. great, and you and you definitely put that in motion. So you know, and you and you know in your work that you're constantly, like you said, uh, looking for new opportunities and putting your best foot forth. So. You're like that's all I'm hearing. I'm hearing that there's someone working to better their craft and you know just stay relevant in your own lane or whatever lane you create for yourself. So it's all good. Yeah, every day, every day. Uh, so um, going off of that, right? What is what is like the biggest struggle in your in you producing stuff, whether it be 
you know um sometimes i sometimes i have like analysis paralysis <laughs> you know where <laughs> i just sit and like overthink shit so much to the point where i just freeze up um and and i have to like you know get myself out of that rut and just go do something you know and then like once the ball gets rolling it uh it always works out but you know i get kind of caught up on that like on these hypotheticals these what if these the bullshit man that just you know it will work itself out. you know i'm very hands-on and you know like i have to actually do things for me to understand it and even in knowing that like sometimes i just get caught like doing it in my brain instead of actually like working with my hands and making it happen and figuring out and solve you know figuring out what problems will arise and how to solve those you know like that's definitely one of my strong points i think like i'm i'm a problem solver like you know i can you know, I can nigger rig anything, you know, to make it work if it needs to be, you know, it's just like, that's just my thing. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, Wait I can, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. Yo, I'm, you're killing me with the phrases. Like, I'm just over here cracking up from like the start of this interview because you, you started off with, you know, long walks on the beach and I was like, oh boy. This is gonna be something else. <laughs> but no, it's good, it's good, it's good. The humor is good. Thank you. Is this a, um <laughs> is this a, is this a smoke free podcast? Oh no. Huh? No? no. We're gonna be what audio happened? only right now, so you could Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is just audio for now. Right. Yo, honestly, that's the way to do it. The the I um I produce a couple of podcasts and like we well, I, I don't know if I can even dare call it a podcast because they we don't put them on, on like any kind of like RSS or anything that have like an RSS feed or so like YouTube and things like that. And like um like podcast companies like iHeartRadio and I forget the one that Charlemagne is with, but they don't give a shit about your YouTube views. It's like how many downloads do you have? Like, you know, for them to pick you up yeah. like that. Um, so like what happens is I are you guys familiar with like eighty five South? Mm-hmm. No. So so eighty five it's just comedy uh, it's like um, check it out. <laughs> it's super funny. It's funny as hell, Kev. You'd love it. Um but like they have like a super huge following on on like YouTube, you know, like m- millions of views per for, per video and all of that. Um, but like their podcast numbers ain't shit, and like our right, radio don't want, don't want to mess with it because they only making like you know maybe ten thousand downloads every so and so. So um, I think, to my understanding, like the best way to go about it is just doing the audio, establish yourself as an as an actual podcast, and that opens up other streams of income and and revenue and you know blah 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 from the liquor research that I just did. Yeah. That's that. um and and plus it just you know gives you one less thing to overfold, you know? Like we Burn. we plan on having like a visual aspect because we're dealing with art and artistry and stuff like that and you want to be able to show so show those things but it's not going to be like you know, we jump from here to there. You know what I mean? Right. Like you know, we're putting the focus on um, the audio right now. 
So definitely, you know, it's it's just easier to manage um, right. like that for now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, like name one collaboration, right? That you would, that would be your dream collaboration like with some production team or whatever like dead or alive uh, individual like are you what speaking would of you film be lines or photography like either one like you could you could drop Whoa. for both you know what i mean like it you know either one all right so i can give you one for each then um for photography it would be gordon parks yeah. Well, um, oh, like, man, yeah my man yeah. just like iconic imagery you know um there's so many pictures that I buck up that like I remember just from like seeing all about the place. I'm like, oh shit, Gordon Parks took this, you know? Um, like there's this one Ali picture that I just really, really love. And it's just like, it's technically sound like, you know, like the way he's positioned is like, you know, it's all on the third, the the the, um, the boxing ring goes through the lower third. And then, you know, Ali is on the left third. I mean, it's just the ruler. There's so many technically sound like principles there um and you know I remember seeing that picture for years um and as I grew to understand like the the principles of photography and you know it it then registered to me like why I was always so attracted to this picture is just because it's like the composition of it is really just I mean impeccable um and then yeah it was like a year or two ago I was like oh shit this is a Gordon Parks picture um you know and it just always I mean the man just documented that time period so well and yeah. you know and what was even more like impressive is just like you know like me you know I take a picture and I take the back of the screen and I'm like oh it's overexposed let me do it again or you know oh. your eyes are closed let me do it again or whatever but yo my man had like film and you know he didn't see that shit till like next week when he was done you know or whatever you know, and like that's the thing that really impresses me about like photography of the old. You know, like you know, I I definitely started out on film, but I'm more of a digital. I'm a digital photographer, like you know that. But mm-hmm. the the film photographers, man, that's still like it's, it's it's amazing to me. You know, like how those tack sharp images were captured. You know, way back then with like no can zoom in on your LCD. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and it's then, just and then on, one snap and yeah that's it that's all you got yeah, you know and you can't just be rattling off pictures you know you got to make sure you get it um yeah. and then on the on the film side of things you know I I was really I felt like this answer was like super cliche and I was trying to find somebody else but I mean real all in all it's not cliche I mean I don't know if it's cliche but it is what came to mind first because I think that is who it is, but likely, um, you know, as a filmmaker, um, it was just, it's just a lot, you know, like I like, like his films have texture, you know, um, like even the, the whack ones, you know, like, cause some of them, some of them don't hit, you know, and that's fine. You know, like <laughs> you I, feel, I, re- I respect him because like, he still does his, he does what the fuck he wants to do, you know? And it's like, I can sit here and talk shit and be like, oh, you know, um, such and such that this film of his sucked, but like, where my film at? <laughs> you know, 
So it's like he did it. He tried a thing. You know, sometimes you soar, sometimes you fail. You know, but it's just like you just do do it. Like make it happen. Like you know, and he definitely does. And even in like I said, you know, like the imagery is always like what is dope. The the visual storytelling aspect of it is just always a one you know sometimes the storyline might be kind of like what <laughs> you know but the 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 pictures the the actual looking at it is always a pleasure you know? yeah and like he, like know. um crooklyn yeah like that movie is visually movie. beautiful like oh so good it's so like good. the whole thing is just and it and it yeah. captures the time period so well Right. Like you, you could you're drawn to it being night, um, it's the seventies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I mean, you know, like um, Girl Six. Girl, I think Girl Six is like one of my favorite Spike Lee movies. Man. Oh. Um, and <laughs> bro, it's just like that was that's a good one. You know. Um, yeah, the visuals. Oh, better blues. <laughs> yeah, more better blues. Like, yeah, but, and the then, lighting for that one. Oh, dope. And then, well, you yeah. know what, what I really like appreciate and, you know, I think I've applied to like, you know, things that I, in my creation, but like he has these reoccurring like theme, not themes or like, but just like his little, I don't want to call them gimmicks, but you know, like the dolly and the, the monologues, the dolly right. shot and the monologues, and, like these things that yeah, you see, style. signature, that, you know, I and was- I was like, I like that. I like that just like you know drop your little you know your stamp drop your, your signature here and there you know um i think that was just very dope you know hitchcock did that with you know his little like um cameos and all of that but you know i i, I don't know i like um like branding yourself i, I like anything that like kind of like stamps you know as a style um and you know i was, I was drawn to that um yeah, so the, you know, those are my my top two, or top in each category that I would love to work with, or just even, you know, <laughs> have a cup of coffee and just you know talk. What would you say is your stamp right now, or techniques that you like to go back to often? Um. Hmm. I mean, I guess it, it all depends on on like what I'm creating, um, but um, I know like with my photography, like I want like I always want like you to be able to look at the picture and and feel like a a vibe or emotion or just like be connect with what's happening in the in the picture. Um, and I, I definitely say that like that's the style of like photography that I go for is just a very connective. But I don't know if there's a particular thing that I can say, like you know, I, there's not like a particular like LUT or something like that. This reoccur, but I don't know. I think if if anything is just like approaching each thing with the same sentiment and ethos, you know. And I think like if I make these these things with the same kind of love, then it you know it it has the same kind of flavor, so to speak. You dig? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. So um, what advice would you give to like, no, I'm, I want to ask this first because I want to know um, what it's like to do, like 
what was it like working on uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta? <laughs> um, man, go away! I know that must it's be like, face. and 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 uh, you know, the other shows that you work on. Like, what what's the what's the vibes like? Is it you know? Of course, we know it's it's staged in a way. What, like, what is it like? It's, um, sorry, the dog got a hold of the water bottle. Go away, <laughs> man. Go. Please, leave me alone. For anyone listening, he's talking to his dog. Right. <laughs> 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 his little chubby right. dog. Yeah. His dog it's, is so chubby. I'm dog sitting. <laughs> it's like, he's just... Anyhow. Um... So it, you know, it for like the housewives and those things, you know, it all it it varies. There's some things, it's cool, it's an experience. Um, you know, like housewives, I I did like I started on housewives like the very first season of housewives, so like they weren't even like they were just regular people at that time, you know, they weren't even like famous, you know, <laughs> people didn't know who right. they were. So it's very interesting to see them um like you know or the ones who still like are around from season one to who they are now you know that's very interesting and the the you know the 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 temperament definitely like changed over time you know as as you know people Mm -hmm. got status and and them things there but um you know it's a dope experience you know like I yeah you know it's it's like it's a dope experience you know um i do know that there's certain types of programming that i'd rather not like invest my energy in you know um and you know things of that vein not really like my it's not my, my wheelhouse i'd rather not deal with it you know um so you know like the you know they look good on the resume but it's just like the energy that surrounds that type of uh programming is not it doesn't align with mine um what show did you um what show did you uh what was your first gig let's say as director of photography like what was that what was that like um my first gig well i would say that love and hip-hop was like my first like entire season as director of photography but i had been a director of photography for a few years before that but it would just be for like little like one-off projects where it'd be like a day or two type thing you know um but it was um there was definitely a lot of like imposter syndrome at first you know like mm-hmm. like damn i was like I didn't feel I don't even feel like I'm supposed to be here like me it's like me I gotta make these decisions like me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm high <laughs> you know like, <laughs> I'm fresh off <laughs> like, you know, really I yeah, like, you want me to do this okay um but yeah it's um it's been cool man you know it's like like I recently actually start I've started directing recently you know so Oh, uh, what, what did you uh, direct recently? Um, well, I'm working on uh, 
TI and tiny friends and family hustle, I believe that's what it's called. It's so oh, bad wow. that I don't know the proper name, but um, <laughs> it used to be called something else and it's still like stuck like that in my head. But anyhow, I'm here. So this is my first season as like uh, director of photography slash director. Um, so, you know, transitioning to yeah, yeah, another, dope. you know. That's dope, bro. Season. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. And man, if you could see this visual, like Tremaine is sitting in front of a wall of hey. sneakers. Oh, okay. um, look at me. The visuals is fantastic. <laughs> I was like, man, that's a lot of sneakers. That's yeah. so that's a lot of kicks. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the thing. Like, if because I'm a collector too. Mm -hmm. Like I collect a lot of different things. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if that's the. I was like, about to say a lot of things. You know, the, the in the blood, yeah. that collector thing aspect. Definitely collect these shoes. How many you got in your collection so far? Man, I don't know. I, I, I say it's probably like a couple hundred. Whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm looking back because you're looking like way up in the sky. Like, how high yeah, is it? Hey, I'm like, <laughs> whoa, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. I had no idea. No idea. I was like, where is he looking? Why is his eyes going up and up and kept going? So uh, so Trey, like do you have any um personal projects or um work projects that you're that's you have, you know, coming up in the future? Um um, tell us about Runway Trey and your website yeah. and stuff like that. So um, let's see here. Um, personal projects. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing some some stuff with um, with uh, some friends of mine that have a show on Discovery Channel. So trying to get like a little. Um, just some content around that. Um, also, damn, sneaker ball is always, you know, coming in November. You know, got to <laughs> um, shout that out. Um, yeah. Oh, which reminds me, I, I got some artwork to commission you for. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, so, and then, you know, like, Runway is my brand, um, where fly things happen, and, you know, like, I just, I like to dabble in all things fly, you know, um, whether it's airplanes or fashion, you know, um, and... How did you get you know, that name, Runway Trey? Because I fly a lot. Yeah, you, know, you sure do, man. I fly a <laughs> you lot. You always on a plane. Um, always on a plane, <laughs> At this point, the plane is like a bus to me, you know. Um, so, and you know, I just I am literally legit, like you know, attract all things, all things fly. Like I have very um, expensive taste. <laughs> you know, I just be like in the flyest of things for whatever reason. 
um, whether it's like, you know, lifestyle related, fashion, uh, cars, whatever. I just like flash shit. No apologies. No apologies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling so, you, like those I, those I have, hat that hat you got on right now, that color colorway is oh, yeah. fire, man. The people can't. Oh, yeah, look. The people can <laughs> It's fire. This one though. This is the one. Yeah, I saw that one. Oh, <laughs> love it. Yeah. That one. But yeah, so um, so yeah, I'm you know I'm going, I'm kind of like pushing in towards apparel now with like the runway brand. Like it was originally just hats, but um, Russell been doing apparel and has like been doing really well with it. So that kind of like motivated me to like I was already doing some stuff, but I don't know. It's um, those yeah, because the sweatpants you had on. Yeah. <laughs> and then your like, Insta picture today was like, I was like, wait, see, like, where where do you get those at? <laughs> it's just you know, it's just samples. Like I just made it in my in this yesterday morning before I went to work. Um, so you know, but I didn't even like, I didn't even think people would really like want these. You know, like I was the picture that I posted was really for the hats. Like it had nothing to do with the sweatpants. <laughs> But everybody keep commenting on the sweatpants. So it's just like, um, you know, like there's a message there that, you know, like I just got to like, you know, sometimes you got to um, like believe in yourself a little bit more. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so Tremaine, um, being that we're in like a very unusual time right now, um, what ways did you have to like shift or what changes did you make during this whole shutdown pandemic? You know, like has, has anything changed for you as far as how you create and um, just how, what what went differently for you during this time? Yeah, when, when, when the, when the um, pandemic like first hit and we got the shutdown, like everything stopped like screeching hot. Like I was on a set and started at like 8 a.m. And I think I was supposed to have like, talent was supposed to get on set to do an interview at like 12. And they just kept on me like, oh, we're in a meeting, whoop de whoop. And then for like three days, they're like, yeah, go, everybody go home. Um, and we, you know, like never did what, never shot what we were supposed to. Nobody ever actually came. We just went and set up and then tore it down. So that's legit, like at work and everything just shut down and for like seven months I didn't work um oh. wait maybe I can't do that so well um when did the, when did the pandemic happen like March so yeah it was like March to August I didn't work um so however many months that is but um it it um yeah it kind of just like forced me to I got back in my, my graphic design bag, you know, like I started, like I went to YouTube university and was watching tutorials and, you know, I started doing like, you know, like little odds and ends with graphic design, you know, um, for people, you know, especially like in the social media space. Um, you know, I, I run a social media uh, Instagram page 
that's kind of graphic heavy and people you know were asking me to create things for them and that just like was helping me I wouldn't necessarily say stay afloat because it was it definitely wasn't like I wasn't making that much money off of it but it was just helping me stay occupied and you know like continuing to like you know sharpen the skills and you know and then things there so yeah but that was kind of weird not kind of weird fully weird (laughs) (laughs) I hear you so, um, what, what, uh, so I'm going to ask the question now, um, what, like, what would be your advice, right? Um, let's, let's say you're giving young Tremaine advice, like what advice would you give like an up and coming, um, photographer, filmmaker, in uh, be yourself you know like I think a lot of times like I mean you know like you get inspired by people and things but I feel like sometimes we get so driven that even like by like we want to be not, not what we are you know it's like we see somebody I know personally like I've seen somebody do something and I kind of get in a way envious that I didn't come up with that, you know, and then like I kind of like pursue a way to like replicate it or whatever. And you get so caught up in that, like you don't create anything like any original product or anything for yourself. Um, and that's like, you know, I think that's what happens a lot. People just want to do the trend and not necessarily create the trend. You know, nobody, everybody wants to ride the wave. Nobody wants to be the wave. And, you know, I think being the wave is being yourself. That's where, you know, the originality comes from is just being yourself. And then you now create the wave for everybody to ride on. So, um, you know, I, I strongly believe in that, man. You know, the, the more that I kind of like lean on those laurels and, and believe in myself the more like um success that comes from it but you know like I I don't really think like the, my thing like you know I I have a hard time but you know thinking that like my shit's really that big of a deal or whatever but you know if I what I realize is that there are people out there that that have like some trash whatever it is but their confidence is so through the roof <laughs> that, <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? You can't tell them nothing. And they just like, they, you know what I'm saying? They just move a certain type way. And, you know, meanwhile, like I know that, you know, the things that I make have a certain quality to it, but, you know, it's like, I'm kind of like, I don't really believe. So it's just like, if these people can believe in their trash and I can definitely believe in my, <laughs> in in my True. not so trash you know I definitely know what, what you mean with that yeah people go people really put some mediocre things out here man and you know they like have the utmost pride but you know pushing it out and I'm like really it's like if y'all getting away with that then why am I even beating myself up over this that I have Stressing. yet to that 
recording. <laughs> you know, I don't want to put it out yet. It's still, it's mine. I don't want to put it out yet. Like, you know, so um, analysis paralysis, man. You know, <laughs> so it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. I know. I know. It's 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 a lot of stuff hitting home, Daryl. As you're shaking your head, like. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> trust me a lot of the stuff too like especially like the having confidence in in your work i know we, we have to talk about that like in a future episode the imposter syndrome mm -hmm. like i find myself in in that space too often <laughs> you know what's too even worse often. though it's like when you when you when you stop yourself from or not really stop yourself from what but you just don't do something and then you see it manifesting like some other iteration like somebody else do it or something like that and it just like fucking it sell off you know it's just like <laughs> it it hurts it stings and it's happened to me several times where you know it's just i was like oh man i you know, definitely wanted to do this, and like now it's a thing. You know, like you know, like what I wanted to do with like those. Remember the customized the, the military jackets, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like now I see like actual brands like making jackets like this, you know, and could you move? Chubby <laughs> <laughs> dog. <laughs> Let me let him out of here. Yeah, guys, what man, like having to work through that, it's crazy. Yeah. The imposter syndrome? Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. We're just yeah, also overthinking, like, your work, like, a lot. And yeah. that stopping you from, like, getting it out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or actually creating, period, because you said the yeah, you just so, um, I guess you, you, you can't move. You're just in your thoughts and you're not producing anything, which leads to procrastination. And you're just sitting there like, I got all this good shit that I want to get out there. And it's not lining yeah. up because your confidence level is not on intact. So you just, like you said, you're standing by and you're watching all your dreams be, you know, manifested by someone else. And that's a real talk. I don't think so many times people really, really um, get candid and really express those real feelings that artists have of, you know, damn, I missed that shot or shit, I, I would've did that way better. And it's not really about being a hater. It's really about more so reflecting on your self-worth. You know what I mean? How like your confidence level and the determination or the, you know, I guess the drive you have to really put yourself out there. And, you know, I guess for certain people either dropped them further down or propelled them, you know what I mean, to um, to move forward and to actually believe in themselves. But I think, like you said, Kev, that's an episode in itself, you know, for young creatives, creatives of any age who just ever second guess themselves and what they know they actually have the experience in history and the feedback from people, like, you know, shouting them out, um, constantly um, encouraging and supporting their talent. But, you know, it's something about you really realizing it yourself that really, right. you know, that's like basically what really um, hits home and really matters. So, yeah. Right. I find that you people, you know, like I personally create better when the only expectation is my own, you know? Right. 
Like I find it's it's and trust me, I be putting a lot of expectations on myself. And that's where my analysis paralysis comes in because I have all these ideas and in trying to execute, like I overwhelm myself so much that I shut down completely and execute nothing. <laughs> and you know, nothing happens because I have so much, like, I don't know where to put my energy too much, you know, yeah. but for sure it's like, it, 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 it hits that, <laughs> that analysis paralysis boy. It and does. It really does hit the home. <laughs> I would. I would say that that probably rings true more so nowadays, in the fact that we have so many platforms that showcase talent, where it might be very hard for one to just shut that off, and you know what I mean, and not not keep up with the trends. You know what I mean. Have your own voice, but you still need to be aware of what's going on out there, and to not be consumed by it. You know what I mean? Because everyone wants some light. Everyone wants some shine. And you know, everyone else is not really built for the, you know, go low and grind it out till you know it's your time type of thing. You know what I mean? So people are are, are not really into that. And I think instant gratification is a is a big is a big thing too for artists. Mm -hmm. You know, you just want that mm -hmm. instant shout. You want people to recognize your your you know your name as soon as it hits. So I mean, there's a I, I'm just listening because you know I don't I'm still in the budding stages of being an artist. So. I'm listening to you guys and I'm I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it's a lot of learning to do. <laughs> yeah. To do. I mean, even when you're in it, it's like it's you know, <clears throat> it's like you're you're navigating anew because it's like like it especially if people don't catch on to your style or whatever the thing may yeah. be. And, you know, you feel discouraged, like maybe I should be doing what everybody, all these other big accounts are doing and all that kind of stuff. But like, like I said, like the, the easiest part and the best ideas come to me personally when I, the only expectations is the ones that I have for myself, you know, like you, you, it's like, it makes it a little more authentic for me than to you know focus on something on the outside to be your motivation i mean you get you get um inspired you get inspired by a lot of outside influences you know but when it comes to making your own thing you know it's definitely that best when you have your own expectations if you guys get what i'm no i know exactly what you mean like that's why i kind of stopped doing the graphic design for a long time because it's just like you know when you check on clients and you know do you want them to like like they want you to deliver like a specific type thing or whatever and it's like you know i i can graphic design but i can't like convey your thoughts i can convey my own thoughts you know right and work my own but you have these expectations and i can't work on it but i can do for myself because i know what i'm trying to achieve you know yeah and they'll tell you too like could you make it look like this x yeah. like popular yeah. artist 
or photographer like no yeah it's the it's the thing because like, like it just puts like a whole different you have to be in a whole different headspace when you deal um when when you you're commissioned to do work that people want specifics in you know like they expect certain things to be a different this and that and you know you have to go through like a whole bunch of trial and errors until you you hit but you know you know i thank goodness for pe when people just say do it do your <laughs> do your thing you know what i mean then do what you do. <laughs> then you give yourself that your your own expectation like you're you know you have to deliver class a work you know Mm -hmm. so then you, those become your expectations because you're creating something based off of you know like the knowledge that you have of your client you know mm -hmm. what I mean right. so because that you also want to do a little research in that area <laughs> like mm -hmm. you know what do they like visually and Instagram and places like that set it up so that's kind of an easy thing, you know? So, but, you know, working with your own, your own monkey on your back is, is the best. <laughs> on the flip side of things though, sometimes you run into a client or someone that pushes you to like, get to where you need to go. Cause not all the times you can't, in your mind, you don't let yourself get all the way there where you need to go to like, finish a certain product or project yeah true like certain yeah. certain clients yeah. not everyone but <laughs> yeah true like it like you've been meaning to do this one thing so you might as well learn how to do it now like i've yeah that's true that's that's definitely an experience um uh so tremaine like what what would you say you'd want your legacy to be um, mm. when, like, looking forward from where you are right now? Uh, I would like it to be that, um, you know, just like, I, I didn't, I did what the fuck I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like seriously, like this, this exactly, you know, like I do what I want, you know. Um, that's it. I'm not really asking any questions about it. It's just like this is what I would like to do. I'm gonna do it. And, so okay, you know. so like if there's one thing, like one image that you'd you'd want, like say they they get to choose one image that you created and put it in a history book somewhere like do you have do you visually know an image right away that you could say this is the image that i would lend or you know representing yeah um i don't know i don't i don't know if i made that yet honestly i mean there's one that like there's one image that i took that i feel like is extremely profound um and you know, I don't know if it's a history book worthy something, but I don't know. I think there's like a real, there's some depth to it. But it was, um, I was in downtown Atlanta and there was this like 
um, homeless man sleeping on a on a doorstep, and he was reading like a Warren Buffett book, you know, and I just thought that was like deep, you know, this homeless man just like literally laying on a doorstep, like on this on Peachtree Street, you know, like in the middle of downtown, is reading this book by this you know billionaire, um, and it's just like you know it's not. You know, it just goes to show, like, about, you know, like, what you, your mentality, you know, and as it relates to your environment or vice versa, you know, like, how it does or doesn't. I don't know. I just thought it was it's super complex, you know. It was just the juxtaposition of it all, you know. The man's homeless. But, you know. Yeah. So, um, that might be the one that I would like to submit to history, but um, you know, and there may be some others that, you know, that I think the, the general public might have a deeper appreciation for, but that one, like, resonated when I took it. Um, oh, that's some dope stuff. Um, so we are winding down to the end here. And, right, last call for alcohol. Um, huh? <laughs> Last call for alcohol. <laughs> yeah, last call for the alcohol. <laughs> uh, so, um, I we usually leave it out on that last question, right? And we want to thank you, Tremaine. Thank you for thank giving you. us thank your you. time and being patient with us earlier. Uh, and right. yeah, and just sitting and talking. I think this is has been one of our most laid back right I, conversations. I <laughs> <laughs> everyone is super like chill. I huh? believe so too. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I believe I'm it was one of our most laid back. Yeah. Yeah. It was dope. It was dope having you, Tremaine. Well, thank um, you for having me. Do you yeah. thank you wanna you. shout out your socials? Yeah, sure, sure. Also, your website, you know. Uh, um, so the social is uh, um, runway dot tray. That's I might give you my email, but runway dot tray. That's on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. And the runway is spelled R N W Y dot T R E. Um, there's also rnwy.tv, which is the social media channel that I run. And then there's rnwy.tv.com, which is my website that is should be up in a few days by the time this drops. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of, I'll turn over it. We, we want our editor to have it so we could do it. <laughs> For the end of January. Right, editor work. Huh? Dad was like, you know what? <laughs> right, editor. <laughs> Got it. All right. So thank you so much for coming, Tremaine, and giving thank us you your time you. and energy. And no we will revisit in the future because you know definitely want to have some 
when we start doing right. visual stuff, you know, get some of your visuals out there and oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, send us some pictures. We'll do, we'll do. Thank you for having me. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. All right. And it's the art of war. I, I couldn't I couldn't exit. I couldn't exit a recording without saying, all right. All right. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> At least once. <laughs> all right. It's the Art of War podcast. Peace out. Until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race. This is a war. That on.